what's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the Going to Go podcast. I am your host, Jordan Emmerich, along with my good friend, Reese Dillingham, on this Super Bowl Sunday afternoon. What's going on, dude? You doing all right? You have some good church today? Feeling good? Yeah, doing real good. I'm excited for the game tonight. Uh, should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm expecting a good game tonight. I think this is a pretty evenly matched uh, Super Bowl. So I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I just can't wait until we're talking about the Bears on one of these. You know, um, obviously the Super Bowl is lots of fun. And everybody, you know, pretty much everybody watches the game. And you go to parties and all that stuff. And it's a big deal. Um but man, I just cannot wait until we're talking about the Bears in a Super Bowl. It it feels like an eternity, man. Like, and I don't know when it's going to yeah. happen again. So, yeah, for real. Is it too early to bring up the Bears drafting Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes? It is too early. Let's not go there. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> all right. I actually have a, a take about that. I hear people say that stuff all the time, and when it came to the Bears drafted Mitch. Obviously, okay, hindsight, if we could redraft yeah. that, everybody in the world is taking Patrick Mahomes, right? Right. I honestly think, though, at that and during that draft process, the thing that I was saying was it's got to be Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he had a decent – or not a decent – he had a great career at Texas Tech, you know, but at the time it was like Deshaun Watson's the man, you know? Yeah. Clemson had had been playing Alabama in all those national championships. Deshaun Watson had been dueling. Like, I mean, he just was balling out of his mind. Right. And going into that draft process, I was like, listen, if you end up with anybody other than Deshaun Watson, this is failure. You know? Yeah. And and then they took Mitch. And I was more upset about the fact we passed on Deshaun Watson than Patrick Mahomes. And I think right. that that was pretty much the consensus. I think everybody was saying Deshaun Watson. You know, yeah. So, anyways, we'll we'll just let that wound just you know fester and continue to get sour. You know, hopefully Justin Fields this next year can can make some steps and put all that junk behind us. Yeah, I mean your your take is right though. There's no way of knowing that Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's already going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he retired tomorrow. You know, like I mean, he's right. He's easily gonna finish his career as one of the greatest to ever do it. But, I mean, he was just known as a gunslinger at, at Texas Tech. You know, he wasn't known, you know, for accuracy or anything like that. Nobody saw what he's done so far coming. It was just like, man, of all of the the quarterbacks to take, Mitch Trubisky, number one, don't take a North Carolina quarterback. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, you know, whatever. But – I don't, I mean, I don't think, I mean, it's like, you know, Sam Bowie and, and Michael Jordan, you know, nobody knew that Michael Jordan was going to be the goat, you know, but right. here we are. Right. So Greg, Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, you know, Yeah. but the, the difference is man, like now it seems like we have our quarterback, unless you're Jalen and you think we should trade for Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> but we, it seems like we got our quarterback and hopefully, you know, one of these days very soon we'll be talking about, uh, the Bears in a Super Bowl with Matt, ne- or not Matt Nagy, oh God, not Dear Matt Lord. Nagy, um, 
Lord, please, not Matt Nagy. Um, well, we wouldn't Matt, be in the Super Bowl with Matt Nagy. <laughs> well, valid, valid. I get confused, man. I don't know how many times I, I say their names wrong because the Bears decided to fire Ryan and Matt and then hire Ryan and Matt. So yeah. um, hopefully with Matt Eberflus and, and Justin Fields leading the way from behind center, man, I, I'm excited about that possibility. Um, but here we are tonight. We got... Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously you and I both, uh, everybody else feels like Patrick Mahomes is the absolute man, um, probably far and away the best quarterback in the NFL. And there's some other guys that, you know, maybe are going to try to be making a run for that, but I just don't think anybody quite compares. And, um, and then you got a guy in, uh, Jalen Hurts, for some reason I was blanking on his first name, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, who a lot of people compare Justin Fields to um, and had a very similar first couple seasons in the NFL that Justin Fields had in the NFL. A lot of questions in Philly about whether or not he was going to be a starting quarterback for the Eagles. And then they they go out and make the big trade for A.J. Brown in the offseason, and then their offense just takes off, man. They, they had drafted Devonta Smith. Um, had Dallas Goddard, had Miles Sanders, and that offense just took off. And finally, uh, we're playing complimentary football with that defense um, of the Eagles. So, but before we get into the game, man, I I want to ask you: Super Bowl, especially a Super Bowl that doesn't have your favorite team in it, is all about the food. 100%. What is what is your go-to Super Bowl? snack if you walk up to the table and this bad boy is there you are 100 percent taking it every single time i i hate to be the front runner pick but it's got to be wings i mean you that can't not pick. you can't not take wings you know i mean yeah i think i think you could put sliders up there i don't know if that's a, a typical thing i think a lot of people have sliders uh, i think a lot of people have sliders you know. But yeah, yeah, wings are are definitely my go-to. We have a, a guy in our church who always comes over for our Super Bowl parties, and he has a Traeger, and so he always makes. He's got the, this homemade homemade recipe, and he's he does these wings, and yeah. they're just next level. So I think I got to take wings. Yeah, man. I okay. Here's here's a huge topic right here in in society in the wing society today. Boneless. Or bone in. What's your preference, my man? Boneless wings are just chicken nuggets. They're not even wings. Wow. Wow. I see. I prefer traditional, but I can eat boneless wings. I can eat sure. them, but they're not wings. They're just chicken nuggets. All right. Whatever, man. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree on that one. You know, just there's. I think just taking. Uh, I almost called it a chicken nugget, bro. You almost had me. I think taking a boneless wing and just like dipping that bad boy in some ranch, just, oh, it just hits different, man. Like it you can does. Dip, you can dip bone-in wings, but not as easy. You know, it's not as good. It just doesn't taste. No, the same, no, I bro. would, I, I would disagree. Having that ranch all over your your mouth, all over your cheeks, it's it's part of the experience. It's what makes it. Yeah. I love wings too, man. I don't know. My mom makes these pickle roll-up things that we always eat, so I like those quite a bit. Um, 
we always have meatballs and and that kind of stuff, taco dip. But I think I probably have to agree with you. It's it's the easy pick. Yeah. But it's but it's the right it's pick. The, it's the only pick. It's the right pick. That's right. That's right. Kind of like Patrick Mahomes. Um, so getting into this game, you know, we have these two teams. I uh, kind of got somewhat of an unproven coach in Philadelphia. Um, and obviously, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the NFL in Andy Reid. Definitely. Um, you know, I think there's the way he connects with his players. And, you know, and the same can be said uh, for Nick Sirianni. You know, what he's doing in, in Philly. You know, he can become that guy, obviously. Just he, he doesn't have the track record to show for it. So I'm not trying to slight him at all. But um, so if you were trying to give the, the coaching edge to somebody, who do you think it would go to? You think, you know, the Eagles or or the Chiefs and Andy Reid with his experience being in a big game? Um, I think I like the Eagles game plan going into games more than I, I have liked the Chiefs a, a lot of times. Um, Nick Sirianni's offense is, I mean, it's just a really good game plan. Obviously, we saw him with, with the Colts before. Um, you know, he was very productive with limited uh, limited talent there. But I think he's done a really good job with his game plan. I would say Andy Reid is better in game adjustments, though. I think we've seen multiple times Andy Reid has, has changed his game plan coming out of halftime. Uh, just throughout the game, you know, he – he just reacts really well. You know, if something's not working, whether it's defensive or offensive, you know, he's, he's really good about changing that up and he trusts his coordinators a lot. You know, he, he allows them to, to do what they do best. And, um, you know, I think, I think Eric Bieniemy is one of the most, I, I can't say underrated because he's been up for head coaching jobs for it feels like the last he's, five he's years passed, now. He's been passed up every year though. But I mean, it still feels like he's one of the more underrated as far as coordinators go, he's probably a front runner. But as far as head coaches would go, he would be a, a an underdog, I think. So you know, I, I definitely like Eric Bieniemy. Um, so I'm I'd probably give the edge to the Chiefs, but you know, I can't I can't slight the the Eagles at all. I think they have a really good game plan coming in, and you know, if they execute that, you know, maybe maybe they pull it off. Right, man. I I I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. And I think one of the only things I'll add to it is you know the fact that the Chiefs can coach as well as they do with Matt Nagy on that staff just speaks to <laughs> the level of Andy Reid's coaching ability and man management you know yeah um, as a Bears fan obviously we harbor some some hard feelings there but I agree with uh. you in the sense of Andy Reid and, and how he manages the game and how he you know in those I think when it, if it comes down to a late game situation and you know Sirianni's done this a little bit, you know, he's, this is his second year in the league or coaching. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Um, so it's not like he's never been in a game, you know, it's not like I'm saying that, but being in this big of a game in that moment, um, typically you want to go with experience and a guy that's been there before and he's not really gonna, he's not going to let the moment um, really dictate him. He's going to just, he's going to do what he does and yep. that's Andy Reid, you know, Andy Reid doesn't change for anybody, you know, like he's just going to do his thing and he's going to do what he thinks is best. And like you said, he will make in-game adjustments to his game plan, but as far yeah. as like his demeanor, his emotions, like he's, he's going to be him in those moments. And I think when it comes down to it, he's going to make uh, a big difference 
for this Chiefs team. So I think we're both leaning leaning Chiefs um, in the coaching battle. Um, then obviously we get into a really interesting topic. I mean, interesting because Jalen Hurts is up and coming, not because it's really a comparison. Because I think if anybody, uh, you asked anybody, who which quarterback would you take in this game to be your quarterback? If you could have either one to be, be behind center, who would it be? I think everybody in the world would take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If you took Jalen Hurts, you're probably just a Philly fan. Um, but I think if you were honest with yourself, even as a Philly fan, you'd be like, yeah, give me give me Patrick Mahomes. Right. Um, if everybody's healthy, obviously. So the reason it's interesting, though, is you got a guy in Jalen Hurts, you know, who's who's coming up and does stuff a little bit differently than Patrick Mahomes, um, gets it done a different way. And I think this quarterback battle could really, really – be interesting in the sense of Jalen Hurts' legs, how he how he can extend plays or um, extend drives. Um, and Patrick Mahomes does some of that as well. Um, can't can't dis- disregard Patrick Mahomes' escapability. Obviously, it's there. Uh, but but Jalen Hurts is is incredibly fast, <laughs> very shifty. Yeah, um, and that's why so many people compare him and Justin Fields together because they, they play a relatively similar style of offense. If you had to pick uh, which quarterback is going to make the bigger influence tonight or which quarterback is more important, who would it be and why, in your opinion? Yeah, I think I think one thing that nobody's talking about, um, you know, everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. I don't think anybody's talking about Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury. You know, he had that shoulder injury late in the regular season, yeah. which is typically a four to six week recovery. Not that you can't play with it, um, but until it's you know back to a hundred percent, it's usually four to six weeks. Um, so I think that's something important to to kind of keep track of. Um, I think I think what we saw from Patrick Mahomes in that that championship game uh, two weeks ago is he's he might be the most complete quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, I don't think that's a surprise to say that, but I think he just kind of proved it to everyone, you know, even with a bad ankle that he can barely run on, he's still able to do things that, you know, a lot of guys can't do when they're fully healthy. And, you know, I think that's, that's a big thing that, and it was weird because, you know, the chiefs were acting like they were the the underdogs in that game. Um, so, it seemed like they're they're more dangerous when they and they were taking that you know underdog mentality. Um, I think, you know, Jalen Hurts has the potential to be a, a a dynamic game changer in this game. I think he can. You know, they they have other pieces there. Obviously, that defense is is top tier. Um, but you know, I think it it does come down to your quarterbacks, and. You know, I think I think you got to give the edge if they're both fully healthy. You you have to give it just by just based on on resume. You have to give it to Patrick Mahomes. You know, not that you know that's a slight to Jalen Hurts or you know a knock on him or anything like that. I mean, he may come out this game and you know just blow everyone away. If it's not Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP, I've got Jalen Hurts being the MVP. You know, so I, I think I think it does come down to to which of them have the better game. And you know those defenses are gonna gonna mean a lot. So 
Yeah, I think I give the edge to to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I would give the edge to Patrick Mahomes in in terms of talent and experience. Obviously, uh, he's been to quite a few Super Bowls the last couple of years. Um, but as far as the most important, um, I think we're at the point now, like you said, where we know what we're getting from Patrick Mahomes. You know, we know yeah. that he's going to be stable. He's going to come out. He's going to sling it. He's going to give you a chance to win every single night. Um, but that's why I think my answer for who's the most important is Jalen Hurts um, as far as in this game. Because if Jalen Hurts doesn't play well, the Eagles have no chance. Yeah. Um, they There's not a ton of experience on that offense in big games with the exception of some guys on their offensive line. But as far as their weapons and that kind of thing, you know, there's not a bunch of huge games in them. And I think if Jalen Hurts struggles to move the ball, this game could get ugly. Um, just because if you give Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those guys uh, a shorter field, it could be over before it started. You know, yeah. and I I think Jalen Hurts has to come out and play well. And Patrick Mahomes, even if he starts off slow, we'll figure it out. He's Patrick yeah. Mahomes, man. He's he's the man. He's going to get it figured out. I think if Jalen Hurts starts off slow, um, it could turn into one of those games where he's running way more than he should be. And they're not moving the ball in the air which would lead me to my MVP pick. Um, you said if it's not Patrick Mahomes, it'd be uh, Jalen Hurts. My MVP pick tonight would be either A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. And the reason I say that is if the Eagles are going to win this game, they got to throw the ball. We've talked a lot about Justin Fields, about is he a franchise quarterback? You know, we all said you can't win the Super Bowl doing it this way. I don't think the Eagles are beating the Chiefs solely because Jalen Hurts is running around. It's got to be because he's throwing the ball through the air. Now, obviously, he needs to run. You know, he needs to yeah. use that weapon, and he needs to extend drives and extend plays with his legs. But... Ultimately, if you're going to score enough points to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, you got to be able to throw the ball. And I think, like we've seen time and time again this year, you're going to see one of those two wide receivers just have a massive game tonight That that's going to determine the outcome of this game. Um, right. Weapons are so important in games like this. And, and maybe Jalen Hurts wins the MVP because those dudes have, have massive games. But I could see it being something where Devontae Smith is – you know, gets the ball on a screen or A.J. Brown gets the ball on a screen and they take it to the house, you know. It's yeah. just those big plays that, yeah, Jalen Hurts made the throw out there and you still got to get it out on time and all that stuff. But those weapons is what made the difference. If they're going to win this game, I think it's got to be because Jalen Hurts makes some big plays with his arm and, and those wide receivers come up with some big plays as well. I don't think you're beating the Chiefs just by Jalen Hurts running around. So with that yeah. being said – Oh, go ahead, bro. You got something else? Yeah, the only thing I was going to add to that is nobody's looking at the fact that we could have a Chad Henney versus Gardner Minshew Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be ugly. 
Wouldn't that be like the worst thing in the history of sports if like those guys just get dude, it'd be ugly. It'd be like the be the NFC championship game. Yeah. Dude, that was so sad, man, because I think the 49ers are a great team. Um yeah. and Jalen's boy Brock Purdy, you know. <laughs> but man, dude, it just stinks that, that they didn't get really a a fair shot at it. Obviously there's nothing you can do about it, you know, it's nobody's fault. It just you know, so and quarterbacks are important in this league. We know that, and um, a healthy quarterback is the most important. So, yep. with that, with that being said about the quarterbacks, let's let me ask you a few questions. Obviously, you know this is not a betting podcast. We don't gamble or anything like that. But um, I want to ask these questions basically so we can talk about how these props will affect the game. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, over under. Um, ten and a half rushing attempts for Jalen Hurts tonight. Is he rushing, you know, over ten and a half times, or is this going to be a game where the, the Chiefs are going to make him be a pocket passer to beat them? What do you think, man? I think what we've seen from from the the Chiefs' pass rush, pass rush, excuse me. Um, I think I think he's going to run quite a bit I don't know if he'll get to 10 but I think he's he's gonna have to scramble a lot um I think they're gonna try and force him out of the pocket um you know whether that's the smart move or the wrong move I guess we'll we'll see um but I think they are gonna try and make him as uncomfortable as possible and not let him you know just just sit in the pocket I mean when you have two guys like you said with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown you're not gonna be able to you know just just let him sit in the back and or sit in the pocket and just just throw the ball deep. You know you're gonna have to force him to do something else. So I think they're gonna try and get to him as quick as possible. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the the over. I'm gonna say he gets over ten and a half rush attempts. I would say I I agree with what you're saying. I I think the Chiefs want to contain him. I think they want him to be a pocket passer. Um, I think Jalen hurts a lot like Justin Fields is. Um, dangerous when he's on the move and obviously he's capable of ripping you know a big run or making a big throw with his arm similar to you know Pat Mahomes you know when Pat Mahomes gets out of the pocket and he makes magic happen dude it's it's incredible to watch um but I I think you're right I think wait a minute you say over I said over over yeah I think he gets it's it's close but I think he goes over and the reason why I think he goes over is because of Chris Jones. Yeah. That man is a beast. I'm yeah. just an absolute animal, like a disruptor. You know, that's Chris Jones is the reason I want the Bears to take Jalen Carter. You know, because if yeah. you have that guy in the middle of your defense, dude, it just makes everybody that much better. And and Chris Jones, it just felt like in that AFC championship game, whenever the Chiefs needed a big play, there was Chris Jones. You know, yep. if they needed a sack, Chris Jones was there. You know, they need pressure up the middle, Chris Jones is there. And um, that that kind of frees up, you know, your outside guys because you can't double you can't double those guys on the outside very much because you gotta deal with Chris Jones in the middle. Guys like Frank Clark and that can can try to get back to the pass rusher or get back to the passer, sorry. Um, so I think you're right. I think he does go over, but I do think it's close. And I think if Jalen Hurts hits the under on this prop, if he's under 10 and a half, 
I think the Eagles win this game. Not because, you know, he's he ripped off a bunch of big runs and that's why he has less of them. I think it's because their their wide receivers are creating separation and he's had time, the offensive line played well. He's had time to stand in the back uh, behind the offensive line and make make throws, deliver the ball on time to his, his great wide receivers. Um, so that's the rushing attempts. Now, obviously, um, Pat Mahomes, he's, he's a little bit of a runner at times too, an underrated runner. Um, yeah. He seems, he seems to get it done whenever he has to. Um, and he, he'd obviously prefer to pass the ball. So we're talking about rushing with, with Jalen Hurts. We're talking about passing with Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, uh, over two, over 250. Over under 250. I'm going to take the over. I, I think if he's passing for less than 250, the Eagles have done everything they can hope to do. And, you know, if the Chiefs still win with Patrick Mahomes passing for 250 or less, you know, I mean, you just tip your caps or tip your helmet, I guess, in this case. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing else you can really do. I mean, that would mean that some of the other guys just had monster games. Um, you know, anymore, I think, you know, five, 10 years ago, you didn't have to have more than 250 as a quarterback. But now with as much as, you know, we're passing, I think if you're not hitting 250, you know, that, I, I, that, I think to me, that means the Eagles did their job. Right. I think, I think you could see a scenario where Pat doesn't hit 250 and they win, uh, Maybe there's a huge defensive play at the beginning of the game. Maybe the Chiefs make a, a great special teams play. Um, and obviously with Andy Reid, that's always a possibility. You know, it always seems to happen for those Andy Reid teams. So um, I, I think there's a scenario where Pat Mahomes has less than 250 and the Chiefs win. But I think I think he goes over this number. Um, you see the Chiefs all the time. The reason why Pat's going to go over this number is because inevitably Travis Kelsey is going to have a couple massive receptions. You know, uh, a guy like McCole Hardman could end up breaking one. You know, it 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 can be anybody that yeah. Pat just lays the ball in their lap and they just take off. You know, that's this Chiefs offense. It's very explosive, and and I could see it being one of those where Pat ends up with with three twenty five and three. And the the Eagles are sitting there looking like, what in the world just happened? You know. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a good point. You know, I think another thing to point out is the Chiefs are lacking a little bit of depth, especially at the wide receiver position, um, but really just at most of the skill positions. Um, but having said that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think we talked about it in, in one of our recordings. He just makes all of these guys, not to their discredit or anything, but he makes these guys look like they're all starting receivers on any team. And, you know, obviously we know Travis Kelsey's good. You know, Valdez Scantling is, is definitely a starting uh, receiver. Hardman is as well. But, you know, Pacheco, nobody really knew about him before this championship game. Right. You know, nobody – I just think Unless he's – fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, unless you're, like, you know, deep in it or you're a Chiefs fan. Um, you know, so I – it's hard. You know, it's a double-sided coin because, you know, you could take that and just say, well, they don't they're, – they're lacking a lot of depth. 
you know, so that may mean he may not get to 250 and they find other ways to score. Um, or you could look at it the other way and, and, and say, you know, Patrick Mahomes does make these guys look not better than they are, but, you know, he it, it's more to his credit than to theirs. I, I think he does make them look better than they are. I really do. Um, and the fact of the matter is, whatever you want to say about their wide receivers, um, and I agree with you on your take there, that it's not the most talented wide receiver group in the NFL by any means. I'd say the Eagles have overall yeah. better weapons between Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, um, Miles Sanders than the Chiefs do. But the fact of the matter is no one in probably the last, what, five years, six years has stopped Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Like, you could literally have just Pat and Travis out there. And for whatever reason, they're going to go for, you know, Travis Kelsey's out here going for 115 and two. And, and it could be one of those things where you feel like he's not even a part of the game. And then at the end of the game, you know, he has a huge fourth quarter or something like that. And he just breaks off massive plays and, and they just get the job done, man. I think yeah. Travis Kelsey might be the greatest tight end of all time. And you have a guy that some people would say is the most talented quarterback of all time um, in Patrick Mahomes. So until you can show me you can stop those dudes, I don't really care about who your other weapons are. You know, they, until you make them move off of plan A, it doesn't really matter what plan B is. Right. Um, and I think... I think because Travis Kelsey is so great, that takes a lot of the coverage from these wide receivers. Um, you saw a guy like uh, Demarcus Robinson, who had a couple big games for the Chiefs, and he goes somewhere else, and he can't even stay on a team, you know, um, right. or he's not really contributing on that team. And you know, we saw a guy like Byron Pringle, you know, come to the Bears, and obviously he had quite a bit of injuries and Justin Fields is not Patrick Mahomes and this offense is not the Chiefs, but didn't really contribute a whole lot, you know. So you've seen people from the Chiefs go other places and just just not be anything. Obviously you have the exception in Tyree Kill, but we know that we know that guy's yeah. great, you know. So 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 here here's my question for you. Go ahead. Yeah man. Just to stir up the stir the pot a little bit. Okay. Is Travis Kelsey still the greatest tight end of all time without Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Travis Kelsey was was still good with Alex Smith. He was good. He was very good. I think, okay, here's what I think. I think in order for you to be the greatest of all time in anything, you have to have some luck along the way. Yeah. In the sense of like, obviously you got to have the work ethic. You got to be the man. You got to have the talent, you know, but you also have to have some luck along the way. And when you're, when you're Travis Kelsey and you're sitting here, you know, okay. For instance, say, say Travis Kelsey gets drafted by a team that's got Zach Wilson starting at quarterback. Is Travis Kelsey ever going to be considered the greatest of all time? No, he's not because it may not be that his talent isn't there. It just may be, that he 
isn't able to to get the ball, you know? Right. So the thing is, I would probably say no, but that's more just because of you don't know who his quarterback would be, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think if you put Travis Kelsey, say you put Travis Kelsey with an Aaron Rodgers, you know, somebody who's not like – I guess Aaron Rodgers is, is really stinking good too, but say you put him with a guy like Matt Ryan, okay, who everybody yeah. respects as as a passer in the NFL. Everybody respects his career. Obviously, what he did with the Colts last year, whatever you know, Matt Ryan in Atlanta was a good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says, he was a good quarterback, and I think you stick Travis Kelsey with a guy like that. I think he's you see his talent enough to where you're like, yeah, that man's, that man's the goat tight end, you know? When did he, when did he pass Gronk as the the goat at the tight end? Because I remember after, I think it was right after the Bucks won the, the Super Bowl, and everybody was like still on, on Gronkowski. And now it seems like to not say that Kelsey's the goat is, is the, the hot take. Well, I just think it's because Travis Kelsey does so much for you that Gronk didn't. Yeah. Travis Kelsey is so athletic. Yeah. He's on the field every play. Now, I mean, this is nothing against Rob Gronkowski at all. Like, at all. Gronk never played with anybody other than Tom Brady. Right. You know, and obviously – Travis Kelsey, the majority of his career has been playing with Patrick Mahomes, you know, so you have those two guys and I just think it's what have you done for me lately more than anything. And it's the new age where like, if you're doing it right now, you know, like I, I saw something last night just in the NBA. It's like, so who do you think is the best player in the NBA? Just give me a, a quick, Answer. Who do you think is the best player in the current? Game? Current. Luca. All right. So you would say Luca. All right. So you could have everybody with like different opinions, right? But Luca's been the hot item this year, right? Luca's yeah. been the man this year. Everybody's talking about Luca. Like Luca was respected before this year, but this year for whatever reason, everybody's like, dude, Luca is the man. Jokic last night goes for another triple double, and the alert I get on. On Bleacher Report is is he the best player in the NBA right now? I, I think it's, it's definitely he's definitely up there. It's a valid question, but here's my point: is like when Kawhi went to Toronto and they won the championship, he goes to LA, and I remember Skip Bayless getting on ESPN and saying, if Kawhi Leonard, I think it was Skip Bayless or Max Kellerman, maybe Kellerman. He gets on ESPN and he says, if Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers, the Clippers will win the championship. And everybody's talking, Kawhi is the best player in the NBA. Then it went to the Giannis. Like, everybody's talking about Giannis is, is, is the best player in the NBA because he was going off, you know? Yeah. The, the point I'm trying to make is in sports and in today's society, we always love it when somebody is, like, being pushed you yeah. know, like we like to see somebody get taken off their pedestal. And I think when it came to, you know, Gronk, he did all that stuff with Brady. 
you know, but Travis Kelsey is still currently doing it. Yeah. And everybody sees that. And it's like, you're not going to remember all the great things that Gronk did. You remember a bunch of goofy stuff that Gronk does, you know, just being Gronk. And now everybody knows him for his commercials and, and all of that stuff. But then maybe it's a little bit of disrespect to Gronk. I just, I just think Travis yeah. Kelsey, man, his hands, his uh, shiftiness, his route running. I think Gronk was just more rigid, you know, just right. He he didn't have what you see. What you see is what you get. Right. Like I think he he didn't he didn't quite have the same ability to run routes as Travis Kelsey. And when you think of Gronk's big plays, you think of him running down the seam, right? Yeah. And Brady throwing that ball over the top, and Gronk sticking his big old paw up there and making that play. You know, when you think right. about Travis Kelsey, you think about a guy on a third down that that runs a shifty quick out route and just out leverages a cornerback and makes and makes a great catch. You know, it's not just the jump up and get it type stuff. It's he catches the ball and he's not just rumbling, rumbling, rumbling. He's catching the ball and he's he's juking past people. He's breaking tackles. He's getting to the end zone. So, yeah. Anyways, I, I think there's a conversation. You can have a conversation about Gronk, but yeah, I, I would take Travis Kelsey um, just for his sheer athleticism, his ability and uh, his leadership. So, yeah, I would too. I just, you know, it, it, it was interesting. No, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, at one point it was a, the unanimous decision that Gronk was, was the goat tight end. Like it wasn't even up for debate. And it just feels like within the last, you know, two years, it's like just flipped so fast to Travis Kelsey. And I don't think it's, you know, I, I do think some of it is that recency bias, but I think just to all the points that you made, I, I do think that Travis Kelsey is a better tight end than Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And I think too, one thing that always impacts people is um, when a guy like goes out on top, they like what you remembered him as stays the same. But I think yeah. a guy like Gronk, he came back to the Bucks, you know, in his last season with the Bucks. It wasn't great, you know, like he yeah. still made some plays, you know, had some touchdowns, but it wasn't like typical Gronk. And right. I think when you see a player decline, for whatever reason, whether it be talent around him or um, his own talent, his own body failing him or whatever. Um, I think you tend to, it takes some of the shine off of that player and what they do, their career and all right. of that stuff. So um, real quick here, before we get into our Super Bowl predictions, we got a few minutes. Um, I got an alert while we were actually recording and it says, uh, let me read it here. Let me just pull it up. It was about Andy Reid. There it is. So the thing that I saw here, it's from Bleacher Report. It's It looks like it's from Glazer. It says the Chiefs head coach does not rule out retiring after the Super Bowl. Whoa. That's some pretty... Uh, that's some pretty big news, man. Like, yeah. If, and I think that kind of tells me if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl tonight, 
It might be off into the sunset. He's quoted as saying, I have a decision I have to make. Um, we've seen coaches do this before. You know, I didn't anticipate this coming with Andy Reid, um, but I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Um, I'm not quite sure how old he is. Um, 64, I just looked it up. Okay, 64 for Andy Reid. And I would assume... I would assume he has a contract for next year. I would I assume so. I, I wouldn't think that they would have had Andy Reid without a contract going into next season and coaching on a on a lame duck. So his contract, well, that's not for this year. Let me pull it up here. But real quick, while I'm looking at this, what what kind of impact do you think that would have on on the Kansas City Chiefs? And does this does this open the door for say a guy like that that you talked about earlier, really liking a lot, Eric Bieniemy? Does this open the door for him to potentially just step up and and take over as the Chief head Chiefs head coach? Um, what does this mean for? for Patrick Mahomes, if this ends up happening, obviously this is a hypothetical. Um, he may, he may not. And I haven't watched the video. I'll probably watch it here whenever we get off. But um, apparently this is the report that he's thinking about retiring. So what is it, what does it mean for the Chiefs in your opinion? Yeah, I think that's big news. I'm, I'm reading right here that he signed a six-year extension in 2020. Okay. So he would be locked in through 2026. Right. So um, he's, got ma- he's got massive security. Yeah. So, you know, I think that would be huge. You know, you said earlier, you know, he is one of one of the greatest coaches that that we have. I think if, you know, if we don't have Belichick and Brady, that Andy Reid is is the greatest coach of all time, potentially, you know, what he's done with what he did with the Eagles, you know, in the 2000s. And then what he's done with this, this Eagle or this uh, Chiefs team, you know, I think he's definitely made it a conversation. Um, so I, I, I think that leaves a massive hole for the Chiefs, um, you know. But I think, like you said, it does open up a, a, a spot for Eric Bieniemy to to kind of make a name for himself as a head coach. And you know, I do like his chances. You know, most of these guys, you know, your first head coaching job is a team that's you know not super firm. You don't have a quarterback. You know, you're you're missing a lot of the skill positions. You're kind of missing a player. And then we kind of see the quick turnover, how that goes. Um, but, you know, if you're stepping into a, a, a team like the Chiefs that, you know, they have so much going for them already, um, you know, I, I do think he could definitely, you know, clear a path and, and be a, a very good head coach. I don't want to discredit, you know, Andy Reid. I don't know that they would be the same dynasty type team that they are now. If they're considered a dynasty, I think they are, but whatever that definition is. I think you got to win a couple more championships. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, I, I would agree. Definitely uh, the best team of the last five or six years, without, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, most, com- most complete. They're they're always in the conversation. Right. They're typically in the top three to I, win the Super Bowl like, at the beginning of the season. I think this is Patrick Mahomes, what, fourth Super Bowl? I think. Or is it third? Yeah. Well, uh, he won one. Has he lost two? Um, let me look it up. Anyways, continue with your point. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to discredit Andy Reid at all. Um, 
I, I do think Eric Bieniemy would would be a very good head coach, and I think the Chiefs would would do good to have him step in as that role. So, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, to me, Andy Reid. I mean, sixty four is not that old in, in the NFL. You know, coaching years. We've seen quite a quite a few guys coach over seventy. You know, um, so. Yeah. So this is saying um, this is Patrick Mahomes' third Super Bowl in five years as a starter. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's won one, lost one. So I I mean third in five I years. What I, was, I think what I was thinking about is four straight championship games. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're if they're not, they're definitely on the cusp of being a, a dynasty team. Right. But yeah, I mean, wh- what do you think? Do you think? Do you think the Chiefs are as good or, or at least close without Andy Reid? I think it – I'll say this. I think if Andy Reid does end up retiring, it's a sad day for all of us uh, just because of his personality, who he is as a, as a person, at least uh, to the media. I love listening to Andy Reid interviews and <laughs> just the yeah. way – you know, he, he just seems like a normal dude. Um, so I think – the NFL world is, is worse off without Andy Reid. But I also think if he were to retire, immediately this becomes the biggest opening, uh, the most attractive opening on the coaching um, circuit. I also think the guy who's going to feel the dumbest is Sean Payton. <laughs> uh, you know, I think this would have been a job that he would have would have definitely wanted. Now I'm, I'm just speculating with that. Obviously I don't know Sean Payton, so I'm not sure, but in my mind, I don't think anybody would, would turn away working with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones over going and trying to fix whatever problems are going on at Denver. Um, so I think that it definitely adds some entry with that being said, I don't believe that this, will be open for very long if he does end up retiring. It would yeah. be my guess that Eric Bieniemy ends up stepping in as the head coach. At the very least, he gets a hard look at being a head coach. I think um, Patrick Mahomes will have a big say in it. And if as long as Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy are on the same page, I think he's gonna he's gonna want that um, continuity with his coaching staff. And I think if Eric Bieniemy is the head coach, you can't really say that they would be better. Um, you can't guarantee that they would be worse because uh, it yeah. still is Patrick Mahomes. And Eric Bieniemy has run this system for a number of years now. Um, the only thing that scares me about Eric Bieniemy is when a guy gets passed up as much as Eric Bieniemy does, there's reasons. You know, and whether that's he's just not good in an interview room. Um, obviously, we know the the stuff that goes on with race in the NFL. That could, you know, obviously be to act like that couldn't be a, an issue is ridiculous. It obviously could be, knowing what right. we know about the NFL. Um, a lot of the reports I've read, though, is he's he's not the easiest guy to get along with. I think that was coming out a lot at the last coaching uh, circuit hire. And, um, so I think that would be the only thing, you know, if Patrick Mahomes 
I'll say this. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't, if anybody retires and Patrick Mahomes doesn't say, like, I want Eric Bieniemy as my head coach, I think that says a lot about Eric right. Bieniemy the coach. And I think that if your quarterback, the guy that you've been with and had so much success with, isn't vouching for you, I think that says says quite a bit. Um, so it'll be interesting, man. I I hope he doesn't retire for for our sake, you know. But obviously, if he feels it's time to go, you know, you wish him the best and and hope he hope he's happy and um, all those things, and he can enjoy retirement, eat all those cheeseburgers that he talks about all the time, and uh, you just hope that he enjoys himself, you know, and hopefully if this is the last ride for Andy Reid, um, I hope he wins. And I think it, it would be um, incredibly full circle for Andy Reid to go out winning a championship against Philadelphia. Um, I think that would just be icing on the cake for him. And um, not that he hates Philly or anything, um, but just to have that moment with the two teams that you really made your name with and stuff, I think that's that's awesome. So. Yeah, I would I would love to see Philadelphia lose just because Philadelphia fans are the worst. Are the worst. Besides the worst besides Michigan fans, Michigan fans are the worst, but are Philadelphia worst. fans Philadelphia fans are are up there. I think Philly I is be- one of the worst fan bases to deal with in any sport in, in the NFL. It's just horrible, bro. Or any sport in the NFL, any sport across the major <laughs> sports. You understood what I was saying. Yeah. Um, but I definitely agree with you about that team up north. So I am not about it. Um, go Buckeyes. So I will always stand by. As you're wearing an fans. Illinois shirt. I am wearing an Illinois shirt. I am from Illinois. So I support my home team. But go Buckeyes. Um, we suffered another horrific loss today. Can't get off that losing streak, man. Can't get off it. So, all right, man. Well, let's go ahead. Let's. The time has come. Predictions. We got a few minutes to wrap up, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna go to our respective parties, watch the game, uh, get some wings, hopefully some boneless and some bone-in. Uh, you know, let's let's hear it. Your final predictions. Anything been said that maybe changed your mind? Give me a team that wins. Give me the final score. Um, give me the MVP and give me the guy that you think is going to make the big play in the Super Bowl that's going to seal it, whether that be a big catch or a Harrison Butker kick. Like, who's who's the dude that is going to show out in this game? Go ahead, man. Well, I think you have to look – I mean, the Eagles, I think, if you go position by position, I think the Eagles are a stronger all-around team. I think they have bigger weapons on the offensive end um, outside of uh, outside of the quarterback. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's a, a, a difference maker. So, you know, yeah. You know, I, I think... Tra- Travis Kelsey to... is the best weapon. Yeah, so, you know, but I think all-around team-wise, I think the Eagles have a, a better wide receiver core. I think their running game is, is a little bit better think their defensive line is really strong. Obviously, the Chiefs have, have Chris Jones. Um, but I think all around, the Eagles have the better defensive line. Having said all of that, Chiefs, uh, 35-24. I think, 
think they win by 11. Wow. You think they win uh, by 11 going away, or you think they win by 11 backing into 11? Is it a close game, or is it like, you know, they, they, just, they just beat them down? No, I think the Eagles keep it interesting. Um, okay. I think it's 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 a game up until you know final possession. Um, you know, I think I think we're gonna end it with the Chiefs running the clock out. Unfortunately, I'd love to see a, a big end of end of the game play. Right. Um, I think we're gonna see Devontae Smith uh, make some catches that you know are just insane. He's got absolute glue for hands. Can catch anything. Um, so I think I think he's going to make some big plays, um, but I think I think the big difference maker is going to be Chris Jones on the Chiefs. I think I think he's going to be the guy that that makes big plays. Um, and I forget what your last question was. No, that was it. What's, okay. okay, so you said your score prediction. You said thirty-five, twenty-four Chiefs. Yeah. Um, MVP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MVP. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's about as basic as bone-in wings, bro. Uh, no hot takes over here. Yeah, no hot takes. No hot takes. Jay's not on this podcast. Uh, Jay, if you're listening, brother, we need your back. We need you to come on. Um, if Brock Purdy were playing, he would win this, the MVP. Bro, if, Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy were playing, Jay would be on the podcast right now. Hyping him up. I'm just happy we're not watching Brock Purdy tonight. Uh, Same. Or else Jalen would, would be losing his mind. So, okay, man, I – maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I think, like, we both agree. We've talked off air a little bit before about how we think the Eagles are probably an overall better team, better roster. Um, obviously, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey make up a lot, um, a lot of ground there. But I, I think the Eagles win this game. And – I would, I'm going to take the Eagles 27-23. And I think a guy that – I think Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown win the MVP. But I think the X factor in this game is Dallas Goddard. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of talk about Travis Kelsey, and rightfully so. Um, we've given him his flowers on this podcast for sure. Um, but Dallas Goddard is probably what a top five tight end in the league. You know, you got Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller. Um, I think, I think Dallas Goddard is right up there. Um, obviously not to that level, but I think he's huge in a possession. Um, and I think he can be a big outlet. I could see him having one of those games where, you know, he has six, seven, eight catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. You know, it doesn't look like he had that big of an impact, but for whatever reason, he's just making every single play. Um, I kind of think back to the year uh, Julian Edelman caught that ball that like bounced off of somebody and it was like laying on somebody's back or whatever that was it's like every time Tom Brady threw the ball to Julian Edelman it didn't matter if there was four guys surrounding him that ball was going to get into Julian Edelman's hands I think that could be Dallas Goddard in this game Um, I think every time you look up you could see another Dallas Goddard five six seven yard catch where 
you know, he's just, he's extending drives. He's keeping them on time. Um, but ultimately I don't think he does enough to win the MVP. Um, but I think, I think he has a good game. Um, so I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a big game. I think he's going to play well. I hope he plays well. Um, and I can see the Eagles winning this game 27, 23. Um, my MVP, Man, dude, it's just so hard because if all those guys, if the weapons have good games, then obviously Jalen Hurts had a good game. Yeah. That's just such a basic pick. I don't want to pick. I guess I got to pick it. Jalen Hurts would be the MVP if all those guys had had good games like I think they will. Um, I will go out on a limb, and it's not a big limb, but it's a limb. And I will say if the Chiefs win this game, there will be a conversation as to whether or not Chris Jones should be the MVP. Mm. I think he will have, if the Chiefs are winning this game, I think it'll be because Chris Jones is massive. And I could see it being an Aaron Donald type impact on a game where he's just wreaking havoc. Um, But I'm going Eagles 27-23. Jalen Hurts as my lame MVP pick. Um, And I think ultimately in this game, I'm trying to think of how it's going to end. I think the Chiefs end up with the football and you end up with that um, going for it type mentality. But at the end of the day, because they need a touchdown, they end up falling short on the last drive of the game. So I think it's a close game. I think it stays close throughout. I think the only way we lose here tonight is if this is a blowout. Um, We've had enough championship games this year that were blowouts. Um, We've only had one, (laughs) you know, uh, with Georgia TCU. So hopefully, hopefully this game is closer and hopefully this is everybody plays up to their actual ability. And we can, we can see two head coaches really go at it. Two quarterbacks really go at it. And, Two, two decent, uh, well, in Philly's case, a really good defense in Kansas City's, I think just a, a decent defense with a really great player in the middle in Chris Jones. And then, um, you know, if this is Andy Reid's, Andy Reid's last game, you know, it's, it's an honor to watch it. And I'm happy it's in the Super Bowl and I'm happy it's against the Eagles. Um, I don't really have a rooting interest. I just, I guess if I had to pick, I don't want Philly to win just because of what we said earlier about Philly fans and having to hear about them all the time. Uh, But let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. I'm excited. Last thing I'll say, I think, before we sign off, it is an absolute crime against humanity that Devin Hester is not in the Hall of Fame. I think that is absolutely insane. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry to get you all fired up right before we get off here. Right before we get off, bro. But, I mean – that's just that's Dude, just I'll wrong. You you can't leave a goat out of the Hall of Fame. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I understand it's just his second year on the ballot. It's been rejected twice. But dude, that guy should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Should have been a first it's ballot Hall of Famer. Disrespectful keeping that man out of the Hall of Fame. Um, Devin Hester is the man. Now, granted, he couldn't do anything other than return kicks um, and punts, 
he was a horrible wide receiver. <laughs> but <laughs> man, that guy changed games. Like, and I'll say this too: if you change the rules because of somebody having that big of an advantage, because of one dude, man, one yep. dude. He's the reason. The he's the reason teams kick to the end zone now. He's the reason they moved the ball up a couple yards to kick off. Yeah. You know, and they wanted to create more touchbacks. You know, they say it's you know a lot of it was player safety and all that kind of stuff too. But man, Devin Hester changed the game, and to to make it to where that guy doesn't. And I think eventually Devin Hester gets in the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't think he's going to stay out forever, but I think even the fact that it's going to take basically three years at least to get Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame is a, a shame, bro. Just an absolute shame. Devin it's Hester ridiculous. is one of my favorite players of all time. Obviously, playing with the Bears, we're biased. But with that being said, I still think anybody could look at Devin Hester's career and what he did as a returner, just as a returner, and just think, man, dude, how do you keep that guy? Yeah. out of the Hall of Fame. So, and there's been other other players, other former players, other Hall of Famers who have come out and said it is ridiculous that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I think Deion Sanders came out the other day and tweeted something about it. So, um, you know eventually if those guys are 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 opening up their mouths and, and talking about it, you know eventually he's going to get there, but the fact that it took him this long is man, just a Wrong. shame. Just a shame. So, all right, brother. Well, you have a great time at your at your party. Um, for those of you who don't know, Reese Reese is in Ohio. I'm in Illinois, so there's a couple states away from us, so we're we're not able to watch the game together. But if we were close enough, we definitely would. Um, but man, have have a great time at your party and eat lots of wings, bro. Get get fat on that food and um, you know hit up the group chat. Let us know what you're thinking throughout the game uh, and. I think I think we end up seeing a good game tonight, man. I'm I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to to eat food. I don't really care about the commercials or halftime show. I just I just like the game, and I'm the game and the food, man. That's why I'm there. So well, I'm here. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what ends up happening. Next podcast, we'll talk about what happened. Um, if Andy Reid does end up retiring, we'll talk about that some, and um, we'll we'll talk about the Bears going into free agency, the start of the new league year coming up here in a couple weeks. And then uh, we're hoping to get a, a Cubs podcast going. Um, we didn't have a couple of the guys with us today that never going to hop on for that. So we wanted to wait and do that with them. So hopefully here in the next couple of days, we'll be able to all get together and talk some Cubs baseball with uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, I believe this week, this week they're reporting. So uh, it's time to get excited about some baseball, man. And I have a crazy baseball story that I want to tell you next time we're on the podcast. So oh boy. Uh, I will uh, be looking forward to that, man. So just have a great time, bro. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, on the, to the Gold to Goat podcast. And we will see you next time.